0: You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Welcome to Hospitality Insights. My name is Sam Eric Rutman, and today is going to—we promise—we're going to have a great show. We're going to meet some key industry leaders out of the U.S. to talk about how the COVID nineteen had affected the global uh, meeting, uh, convention, and events business. But more importantly, also looking at the forward, how how our my uh, interviews will see the future. In the business, it's a it's a multi billion dollar business. So if it's not a trillion globally, and also uh, in US, it's representing a substantial part of the hospitality business. Uh, Global Hospitality Insights uh, are providing a series of episodes about uh, about the hot hot topics which are related to hospitality and travel, and uh, we are partnered with Winning, uh, which is a online. Uh, a course for hospitality students and hoteliers who want to brush up their their knowledge. Also Malta Hotel and Restaurant Association, Mediterranean Tourism Foundation, Visit Malta and Ministry of Tourism. So, uh, well, with, without further ado, my first guest is uh, Paul Steen and he's the global director for Helms Briscoe. So welcome, Paul. How are you? I'm doing good from Orlando. I hope you can hear me. I hear you loud and clear. So uh, welcome again, and uh, from Orlando, Florida. And uh, the, uh, Paul, we've known each other for a number of years, and we will not, we will not bore, bore the viewers of uh, how how long back we are knowing each other. But uh, yeah. I probably can see it from my my color of my hair that how long we've known each other.
1: <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, going back to our college days. So uh, I, I agree. It's a, it's it's been a great ride, and I'm I'm really happy that we're still in the same industry and uh, making making a difference.
0: So. Uh, it's great to see you again. Thank you, thank you very much, Paul. Uh, so uh, you've been with uh, Helms Briscoe for a number of years. So could you share, uh, give us a company overview and history for those viewers who like to learn more about Helms Briscoe?
1: Yes, thanks, America. Happy to. Uh, I've been with Helms Briscoe for eighteen years, and uh, uh, Helms Our company overview of who we are is uh, Roger Helms developed the hotel site selection concept for Helms Briscoe in nineteen ninety two. Um, The idea came about as a result of his days in hotel sales and his desire to do more with the client relationships he had established. Most importantly, he wanted to be able to offer clients a broader set of products and options and have the ability to work with them regardless of where their meetings were taking place. Um, Helms Frisco is a company that takes the time to understand the needs of the customer and represent those needs to the hotel community on their behalf. we are considered the global leader in, in meetings procurement. We have uh, 1,400 associates in 55 countries, so we are truly a global uh, company. Uh, we had 1.36 billion in room revenue booked in 2019, um, and that represented 6.6 million room nights in hotels in 2019, which is a um, more than well, let's see, more than 50,000 programs uh, booked uh, last year, which represented an overall uh, $2 billion in gross meeting spend contributed annually. Um, and uh, we have some hallmarks with helms Frisco. In 1995, we opened our first Canadian office. And then in the early 2000s, we opened up offices in the UK and France. And in 2009, we opened up an office in the Asia-Pacific region. And um, HB is considered a founding member of the Meetings Mean Business Coalition in 2013. So our mission statement is to be the most highly respected, trusted and sought after meeting resource firm in the world worldwide. We are committed to exceeding the expectations of our clients and travel partners by providing excellent value and exceptional customer service. So that sort of rounds out uh, what Helms Briscoe is. And the name comes from Roger Helms and Bill Briscoe that put their names together uh, the, you know, almost 30 years ago now. And uh, that's where that name comes from. And it's very, I think, the probably the most well-known name in hotel sales circles uh,
0: worldwide. So that kind of rounds it out. Okay, thank you, Paul. And uh, since you're working globally, can you, what kind of world events uh, do you cover? Just to give some uh, uh, flavor of the... The magnitude and the caliber of the events. Sure, sure. Thank you for that question. Um, working globally, uh, I've got
1: about a dozen clients that I book, I, I book for globally. Um, one of them is in the luxury sports travel segment. I book for them Olympics, World Cup, Super Bowl, Masters, uh, golf, Daytona Five Hundred, just to name a few. And I also have a client in the and uh, the saltwater aquarium business. And I, uh, the largest saltwater aquarium convention in the country, I book that for them on an annual basis. Uh, I also deal with a client in the Comic Con era, which is, uh, which is you know sort of a new thing in the past 20 years. Uh, Comic Con conventions they get quite big, and uh, I, have one of them, I have actually several clients in that area uh, that I book for. Uh, government meetings is another area um, out of Washington, D.C. I have a, a government client, uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm sure many have heard of that, and um, I book uh, some of their meetings. Uh, attorney retreats. So legal, uh, I have a legal client uh, that does a, a couple of a retreats every year, and I'm able to book their retreats. Uh, military reunions is another client uh, that I book for. Uh, and media trade shows is another client. Uh, Trade associations, another one. Uh, Annual meetings for amusement parks is another client. Society meetings for university professors. I also have a a client in the education field. And uh, construction companies, annual meetings, and foster care meetings. So that rounds out the top dozen. And I am working on other clients as well to bring on board. So
0: it keeps me pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I mean, it's, it's really a wide scope. From uh, sort of social events to uh, sports events and an aquarium and law lawyer associations etc. So it's a wide scope. Uh, now uh, that was great in 2019, and then we had this uh, pandemic that hit us. And uh, how did uh, uh, your group meeting clients rea- react to the pandemic? A pandemic. Can you just share uh, your some some stories of what what you went through and what the clients? had to go through because obviously some of the events could not take place in the, in the yeah. when they were booked.
1: Yeah, there was an immediate reaction, Sam. Uh, the restrictions for group meetings in 2020 meant immediate cancellations uh, or potential moves to future dates. So basically, the, my client had to give up uh, on holding the meeting that was scheduled and contracted and booked at the, at the hotel. And uh, we had to um, immediately... Examine options to move uh, those to future dates. I was very le- fortunate to be able to move eighty percent of my uh, my client meetings to future dates. Others had to cancel outright, which there was no uh, recourse for. Uh, so um, that is the was the immediate reaction, and um, fortunately, we're through most of that at this point.
0: Yeah. Now, if you're looking at that uh, the portion which were uh, moved to another date, uh, can you just share a, a rough idea of how much of the business that you had booked which was then uh ca- canceled because of a pandemic now uh, has been confirmed that you will have in in, in the, with a future date
1: yeah um well the uh like i said 80% of my clients uh have we were able to book for future dates and okay. um, and uh, uh but you know, if if what I've learned about this uh, this pandemic is that all clients want to rebook and conduct their meetings um, when they thought it would be safe. So the willingness is there. So that that's the the good news is that we're able to uh, move these meetings to future dates. And all clients realize that there's really no substitute for face to face meetings. Yeah, um, you know this this is uh, this is the key. I think that uh, our our medium that we're communicating on now is great for um, uh, sort of a stopgap and uh, to keep the ball rolling. But uh, the the ultimate goal is to get back to face to face meetings.
0: Yeah, Uh, and uh, how about your business focus now? Looking into since we're almost at the end of two thousand twenty, and you're probably looking at obviously looking at two thousand twenty one and perhaps more into the future. What is your business focus? Looking forward. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks,
1: Eric. It's uh, the, my immediate focus was to move the meetings to future dates to preserve the business volume. Uh, so uh, that was my imbe- immediate focus because basically my clients looked to me for that service. Uh, I helped them get to where they were, and then I need to get them to the next logical step. Um, uh, prospecting for new client meetings to uh, to source also has picked up for me. So uh, the uh, it's, uh, it's quite a busy time, actually. I, you'd, you'd think that, well, with no meetings to, to tackle, uh, the, you know, uh, I'm not as busy, but that's not true. It's, uh, it's between moving and also prospecting for
0: new clients. It's, uh, I'm uh, busier than I'm ever, I've ever been. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, in terms of travel schedule, what does your travel schedule look like in, uh, uh, not drilling at the past, but when you're looking now, Uh, into 2021, where do you see yourself being uh, attending for events or trade shows or client visits and so on internationally? Sure. Yeah, I was traveling about
1: four to six times per year, uh, you know, uh, over the years uh, leading up to the pandemic. And uh, that obviously dropped off completely. Uh, Matter of fact, I had a site inspection planned for March. Uh, which was almost went forward, but then uh was pulled at the last minute, and so there's been no business travel for me for the remainder of this year uh but i uh, uh, I normally travel uh, you know forty six times a year i I hope that uh i pick i have maybe two or three business travel uh trips scheduled for next year uh to and um and you know the, the for next year or so to industry trade shows uh and actually, I already attended one trade show here in Orlando, uh, which was local, and I can tell you that uh, the demand and the pent-up demand for um, for being in person is there. And so we're we're very close to turning the corner on this, and hopefully by next year, or early next year, we will be there with along with the with the promised vaccine and therapeutics that we've been hearing about. So,
0: when you compare to the uh, the actual event that you attended now. What what were the things or the procedures in place uh, because we have this uh, uh, I don't call it social distancing but physical distancing and making sure that everybody feels safe? Uh, What were the things that that, uh, they had put in place to make sure that uh, you can pull off a event uh, which you uh, like on on face to face? Yeah, so you
1: know the main thing is that uh, the requirements for mask wearing and, and signage are very clear. So uh, this is also uh, when you're going to attend a, me- a meeting or go anywhere, uh, you know, to bring your mask with you. And um, uh, so I think that the, uh, the industry has really been very upfront and, um, and clear about, about uh, you know, giving, uh, giving clear direction. So it's, it, the, uh, the signage is everywhere. Uh, everyone wants to know that the surfaces are cleaned and safe. And this is uh, clear from the hotel rooms to the meeting spaces and also the sanitizers that you find everywhere so truly clearly the industry has gotten the message and um, and it's a very safe environment and very uh everyone can feel confident that the industry has stepped up to the current condition.
0: Yeah, very good. Now I noticed uh, I I was checking up about some industry events which are uh, virtual. Uh, did you have, mm-hmm. at- attend any of those virtual events uh, which you would have otherwise attended as a As a uh, maybe buyer or or, or, and so on. Mm. Yes, actually, I attended a recent uh, GPS. It was
1: called GPS Trade Show, a virtual trade show, and I was pretty impressed. Uh, I was actually able to meet with um, my my hotel partners, uh, just as we are doing now, and uh, you know, on my computer. Uh, but it was clear that uh, that we were missing the face to face, and and that it was no substitute for the face to face. But yeah, uh, it it can be done, uh, and you know the uh, it, it it just uh, it goes to show it's it, there is a um, a meet in the middle. But but we're all looking forward to the getting back to the face to face. So yeah,
0: but for now, if you look at uh, sort of the two thousand twenty one business which are in the books, uh, I mean, do you see that the this uh, this uh, Eagerness and the pent-up demand to to travel again is uh, that uh, people are ready to just uh, once they feel uh, safe they will uh, jump on the plane and attend these events. Do you, is that how about the reaction you are getting yeah. from your clients? The the emotional feel is there, Sam Eric. Uh,
1: it, the, it really comes down to government restrictions, uh, state restrictions, and um, and uh, you know really the willingness to uh, for the corporate America to get on board. And uh, and drop their restrictions so that they they can send out their business travelers on planes so that they can start traveling. Once we see the business, the corporate America coming on board with uh, dropping the restrictions that to say that we can we can operate in this environment uh, safely, then uh, the business is back. And uh, I I feel that you know with the with the uh, with the the medical establishment catching up with the uh, the need for a vaccine and uh, that that becomes uh, Fully, um, uh, you know, administered by uh, hopefully the middle of next year, sometime that uh, we will see uh, the the full effect of business coming back uh, in the hospitality industry.
0: So, thanks very much, Paul, and I will you, then bring in our next guest, uh, which is uh, who is uh, uh, Tonya Barwick. She's a managing director. Hello, Tonya. Hi, Sam Eric. Well, good to have you. thank you very much for your for your time to join us this morning uh, in u s and where are you based at?
2: I'm actually in Orlando, Florida as well, and I appreciate the invitation i um, I love it when we all to come together just to share information and and keep this industry running. So thank you.
0: My pleasure. And uh, could you just describe now for for the viewers and the, what, uh, what area do you cover in, in the U.S. Uh, for the business? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, my role at Helms Frisco is I help co-support the Florida team, as well as I do uh, support um, some missed uh, locations as well. We're here really just to support the associates uh, with their needs, to, to make sure that the company is uh, thriving and that the associates are, are succeeding in, in their own goals.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, once the, the, the pandemic hit and, and, and life changed, uh, what has your d- day and week been like compared to, let's say, last year? Have you been busier and in what way have you been busy if that's the case?
2: Yeah, we have been a way busier in a sense. Uh, we, we've, we haven't gone away. We've been here from day one. Um, so our clients have really relied on us. To uh, to be there to be their voice to to figure out the plan if it's a cancellation or a rebook. Um, so I have been uh, unbelievably busy with every client uh, that I that I assist with. Uh, and again, like uh, Paul stated, uh, it was day to day trying to figure out who to connect with, who to discuss with, and then come up with a plan that's mutual agreed uh, on both sides so our 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 days before in 19 you know in in 19 were more focused towards the future we were booking further out we were planning further out uh, once the uh, covid hit it was really day to day hour to hour uh really just trying to figure out um what was the next step for each client that i that i represented
0: well that's uh, that's a quite uh, quite a a uh, opportunity you have there to serve those uh, uh, partners there and, uh, and and really for, for some people people that have a tendency to think that well this pandemic well then you are you're working from home and uh, you put in a couple of hours in the morning uh, maybe in the afternoon uh, and that's it for the day but that doesn't sound like you are, you are <laughs> your your life is quite, no. quite the, the opposite
2: right it really was I mean because there's no um, there is no authority above us to to not work Uh, So we were working, so our clients were very excited that we were there hand-in-hand with them. Yeah, I'm
0: interested, uh, and also for the viewers, uh, uh, could you describe what is a destination partner and what role they play in your business?
2: Yeah, so a destination partner is somebody that represents a location that supplies information and support to their hotels uh, for us, for me, uh, when I'm looking at a destination for a client's program. with the, uh, with the whole COVID situation, they've really turned their role to educators for us. Um, like Paul mentioned earlier, every state, uh, every um, city within the state are running on different government guidelines. Uh, so the, the destination partners really helped us understand what their area was really doing during the COVID time and what they're doing going forward. Uh, there was um, quite a few phases that were put in place. Most of them started at two. Some of them are at three with different guidelines um, for those phases. And even with those guidelines, um, some of the hotels interpreted different. So the the um, destination partners really helped us make sure that we got the right information, understood the right information, and then really worked with the client to make sure that they were getting... Um, getting all that information so that they made the the right decisions. Um, we, we receive every day, uh, more and more information from these destination partners on, on updates, on changes, um, on hotel information. Some have canceled, you know, some have closed their doors, some have reopened. Uh, some, um, some are doing meetings in, in different ways here in Florida. We've got uh, the, the, um, The benefit of being warm so a lot of outdoor opportunity uh, versus a new york or (coughs) or chicago per se (coughs) so it's been a lot of communication and a lot of education from our destination partners
0: well did you have to establish a different follow-up list or process list for this or is it something that you already had in place uh, prior to the pandemic because uh, i I see there's a lot of detail and a lot of follow-up in order Mm -hmm. to obtain the latest updates
2: Right. No, we, we definitely did have to create a different communication plan, um, making sure again that we were connecting with our destination partners, um, made sure I got the right information so my clients could again make the right decision. So, um, so now the destination partner is more involved more today than they were probably in the past. Not to say they weren't supporting and they were helping us, but today they're, they're more our voice. Uh, to what is going on in their destination. Yeah.
0: And how have they reacted to the pandemic, your your destination partners? I mean, when you are talking with them, how do they feel?
2: They feel good. Uh, they felt um, like everybody else, like where was this going to go when we were in the, the heat of it? Um, but they, they were very encouraged that we were there to help them, you know, uh, uh, still market for them. So we're... You know, my clients and I, um, we love we loved that they didn't stop either. Now, grant you, they were affected by COVID as well with some, you know, furloughs and layoffs. So we, we might have had to find um, a different destination partner person. But once we got it and they were able to feed us the right information, it really helped my clients really feel, you know, comfortable about how they made their decision moving forward.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, if you look at your um, to-do list, uh, uh, what has changed from last year <laughs> to this year, I maybe looking at uh, into 2021.
2: Right, right. Um again, uh, uh we plan for the future. Today we're planning day to day. Uh just really unsure of 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 what each day is gonna uh, challenge me with with my customers. Uh you know, the next search is is there um, for some customers, but some customers, it's not. They're still um, feeling the effects of not just COVID itself, but the financial side of the COVID. Um, usually, I'm booking, you know, nine to 12 months out even further. Today, I'm booking one to three months out. Oh. Um, and there's a lot of flexibility in those one to three, you know, making sure that there's uh, understanding of COVID, Um when it comes to attrition and in food and beverage minimums, there's a lot more language in the contracts uh, a lot more language that I'm learning uh, before COVID um, in, in that sense. So really in, in uh, 2019 and, and before I was probably um, overseeing about a hundred meetings from my clients that, that they represent Um, today, um, those hundred meetings are, are, are not active today. Uh, More it's, like uh, Paul had mentioned, a lot of rebooks. Um, the cancellations that we had, I will say, it's nice that they're coming back. Uh, those yeah. uh, clients of mine really want to support those cities and those hotels. So even though they canceled because they were first were not for sure what the future was going to hold for their event, uh, the ones that know that they are going to bring that event back, um, they're they're uh, going back to those hotels that they canceled originally. So a lot of rebooking. A lot of um, uh, just uh, starting fresh, starting over. Uh, You know, in in past years uh, before COVID, it was really hard. The economy was strong. You know, it was a buyer's market. So it was tough to find space and the right rates and the right consent. Obviously, it's much easier, but now it's the contract language. Um, Mm -hmm. It's more that Uh, that information so um, but more and more today we value our clients and our clients are are really there um, understanding that that I'm there for them day to day yeah
0: without going into deep into the the language or the new language but could you give some example just a taste of what are the things that you have to now learn yourself and also share this with your uh, with your clients and the partners
2: Sure. I mean, just the force majeure, obviously, making sure that there's more clear un- understanding of um, what could be in effect for a force majeure ac- action. Um, review clauses are really big right now because again, we're not for sure how fast we're going to recover to our original numbers of, of past history. It's kind of hard to go off our history right now. Um, so re- review clauses, um, there is uh, um <clears throat> Also, the attrition and the food and beverage minimum for the review clauses, um, but really it's it's more the first majeure, uh just to make sure that that you know now that we know this is a possibility, how do we make that that clause easier for for both to understand
0: yeah <laughs> well, very good well thank you thank you, Tonya, for this and uh, for for this update and so stay around and uh, we're at the wrap up session so uh, and for, uh, so then we will uh, look at the, what comments or questions has come from the viewers. So thank you, Tony, very much.
2: Sure. You're welcome.
0: So uh, now I will bring uh, Brian Plot, who is uh, uh, regional vice president. So I'll bring him in, in into the show. So uh, hello, Brian, how are you? Hi, nice, Samir, how are you? Well, great to have you on, on the show today. And uh, uh, we, we learned so much already from from uh, Tonya and Paul what they are doing. So could you uh, just share with what uh, what observations you can share about how hotel partners have reacted to the pandem- pandemic and from your point of view?
3: Well, Tonya and, and Paul are two of our best uh, that work for HB. So uh, they, they did a great job of outlining it. Um, you know, uh, hotel partners are just the lifeblood of our business. We love them. And you know, obviously gone through tremendous amount of change through the pandemic. And I I think in certain cases, we've probably gotten a little bit closer to some of our hotel partners and, you know, feel for them as they've uh, really felt the pain of what this pandemic has done. And I think our role in filling the void of helping customers connect with that hotel is more evident than ever. Uh, I think hotels appreciate that, uh, as well as our customers appreciate that. Um, As Tanya mentioned, we have been here from the beginning and probably worked harder through it uh, and that's been just a breath of fresh air through what's been a pretty difficult time uh, thankfully we're starting to see a lot of the hotel partners really kind of get back online get protocols together beginning to get back to regular business or attempting to uh, which is really encouraging and, and good to see
0: yeah I mean, Tony was mentioning about a lot of the follow-up in order to get all the details from the hotels because certain hotels were shut down, they're reopening and so on. Uh, share about your, your, from your point of view, this this challenge that you have in order to get the most up-to-date. Does it mean that you are really uh, are doing, a, so chasing this on, on uh, it's one of your big issues that you need to address with the hotels?
3: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the word chase is used quite frequently and uh <laughs> You know, I think I think we as in my role and and our associates, role, we hate that. You know, we hate chasing hotels. I think, you know, maybe some suggestions for the audience if if they are in the hotel world is, you know, be proactive with that. It's really helpful. Put your hotel at the top of the list when you definitely have uh, all of those details together and they're easily accessible. The clients appreciate that now more than ever, uh, I think, is to have that uh, information readily available, what you can do, what you're capable of doing. Uh, some of our best hotel partners that have done that uh, from the beginning I think are have really shined through this entire ordeal uh, and and the, the others are you know catching on for sure. I think as people begin to start to source more meetings and look at more meetings in business, uh, it's evident as to who kind of has everything together and who is kind of trailing behind. so uh, my piece of advice for all hotel partners is to really, you know, wave the the banner at the top of the building as to what you're doing and and how uh, you're making, you know, alterations to your business in order to accommodate the uh, necessary needs of the client.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a really good advice. I think more and more than ever, hotels have to uh, get ahead of the curve and really make more and more noise about themselves in a very positive way to let them let everyone know that. Uh, that they are open and that they are ready for business, and also uh, educate uh, the the future customers. That uh, what they, what they have done now compared to when there was business as usual in, in 2019. Yeah. So, uh, how has business volumes and outlooks changed now from the start of 2020, and then uh, looking uh, to the future? Because we are now uh, leading towards the, the end part of this year, and then. And we still, of course, don't know uh, what the future bring. I mean, everybody talks about the, the hope is the big word, but what do you see from your, can you just share your, your views and observations?
3: Yeah, you know, hope, uh, hope is another word that I think we're all using pretty frequently. Um, I think we're very hopeful. I, I think we have seen some encouraging signs of business uh, beginning to, certain market segments beginning to meet and want to meet. Tanya mentioned, uh, you know, we, we have seen kind of a combination of events that have booked further out. Uh, and in many cases, that's a result of people that have moved their business from 2020 into the future. Uh, and in some of those scenarios, they've actually not only moved it, but they've booked additional years, which is really encouraging and helpful long-term. Um, Tanya mentioned the short-term stuff. That that has what has been a bit lacking. Um, we'd like to see more of that, obviously. But, you know, it, that's going to be dictated by uh, safety companies and organizations' comfort level with meeting and getting people together. And I, I'm encouraged. I see a, a little bit more uh, people showing interest. Our associates are a little bit busier, uh, I think, sourcing meetings. Uh, not every market segment, but certain market segments. I mean, Paul touched on a few of his that are keeping him busy. Uh, I, I definitely think it's going to be a gradual return. Uh, at least that's my personal opinion, uh, just on what I've seen. Um, and, you know, that's probably to be expected. I think as, as companies and associations get a little bit more comfortable, you'll hopefully see that grow. Um, but Tanya mentioned, you know, we're we're moving into more of a buyer's market, which you know, for the customer is a a really completely different scenario than what we've been living through in the last four or five years. And, you know, that may also dictate some of the the pace at which the business comes back. So, you know, I I hate to use that. I don't know yet or we're unsure yet, but I think that's kind of the world that we're living in and we're just going to have to wait and see. But I have great hopes that we are going to get back to a sense of volume, hopefully similar to what we had seen in the last four years.
0: Right. Um, how much of your time do you have a chance actually to to meet your hotel partners uh, personally or is it more in, in sort of in the virtual space where you are on Teams or, or a Zoom or more like Zoom calls? This,
3: uh, this year has been definitely more virtual. Uh, yeah. Personally, I prefer the face-to-face. Uh, we are beginning to start to do that, though. You know, I, I attended a face-to-face event about three weeks ago here in Orlando and it was fantastic with one of our hotel partners. It was great to see people. I think what you're what we're finding and at least the conversations that I'm having is that people miss that. People miss uh, the face-to-face. They miss that energy that's in a room when you have uh, groups getting together, but obviously we have to do it safely. We've got to do it at the comfort level of our customer as well as uh you know guidelines and whatnot um, but I, I am starting to see some hotel partners begin to reach out and say let's start small let's get together face to face we can do this uh, and 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 had some success with that but certainly up until I would say probably the last month or so it has definitely been virtual
0: yeah it's understandable uh, so uh, just Brian what has personally kept you going through this pandemic considering that the, it's, it 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 really is it's affected everyone no one is unaffected about this how has it affected it. you yeah
2: I,
3: mean, I wish i had a i wish i had a really good answer for you uh you know i probably would say i have found exercise to be the best stress reliever uh it's crazy you know i think that has kind of kept me going a little bit um I read something earlier in the year that talked about people going through anxiety. You know, the best way to kind of fight that is when you feel that is to exert some type of physical energy and and it has worked for me. Um, you know, I, I, I would like to say that I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I don't know that, that eating has also probably been a bit of concern for me uh, through this as it has many people, but uh, no, seriously, I think, you know, we're lucky that we have a good group of people, uh, within our company and we do communicate pretty frequently. Uh, we've all kind of leaned on each other and I think that has really gotten us through. I think we're all anxious to kind of things to get back to normal, but also very appreciative and blessed and thankful for, uh, those that we have in our company that work for us and that have, you know, provided for each other. So the, I would probably say that's what has gotten me through the most.
0: Okay. Very good. Okay, thank you very much, Brian. Um, I'm going to now bring uh, everyone to the same screen where we have where we started. We will have uh, uh, Paul and uh, Tonya, and then we have Brian and uh, and here's your host. So uh, uh, I was just looking at uh, the comments, and uh, yes, we're getting thumbs ups and hearts. So they appreciate your your value that you're providing for the show. Um, but let's talk about future of travel. That's very much of a like almost like a space space title of, you know, what is the future of travel, but where do you see in your line of business the, the future of travel going to be like? And uh, maybe we can start with Paul, what is your, if you can share with us your, your view on that?
1: My view is,
0: uh, is it's strong uh,
1: and uh, I'm getting that from my clients directly and, um, and also from uh, future global events such as World Cup uh, World Cup is on the horizon in 2026 for the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And uh, the preparation is already underway. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- I, I really believe in setting your sights uh, far. And um, and so that uh, leads me to give you this strong two-thumbs-up uh, prediction uh, for travel. And um, uh, it, it uh, short-term, uh, a lot of things have to take place, such as uh, – Uh, you know, uh, vaccines and therapeutics uh, that will bring uh, business travelers back. Uh, But I think that that's right around the corner. So that's my prediction.
0: Yeah. And uh, what do you think, Tonya? What is your, can you share your views on this, on the future of travel? Yeah, I
2: I think my clients are the same. They're very strong. I've got two clients that have 21 programs and they are 100% excited about the in-person um, opportunity this this time around versus 2020 where they did not have the option um, they they're hearing from their members that they want it as well but they are still being um, you know understanding of the the members that don't want it so both of them are looking at a hybrid opportunity but they are going hundred percent in um, in the travel and in meeting in person uh, and you know we we see a lot of it um, on the uh, On the transient side right now, I mean, just uh, being in Florida, we have seen over and over more and more people traveling on their personal time because you know they were able to and and even though that there were restrictions in place, they figured out a way. So I think the more that we get through the holidays and people are traveling even more because of their their families, they're going to have more feeling and more comfort um, in, in traveling for, for business or events. So I, I do feel the same as Paul that it 2021 is definitely going to be a traveling year.
0: Okay. Thank you. And then how about you, Brian? They said it
3: all. They, they <laughs> said, it all. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, it's interesting that we, we all three live in Florida, so we, we definitely see, uh, that leisure travel, wanting to come and stay, uh, that has been really strong the last few months as we've been got, getting out and and seeing that. And and I think that's the first step, you know, that and Paul mentioned business travel is the other thing. I think those two things typically are what are the precursors in any situation that we've been through before where once that starts happening, it leads to, you know, larger events uh, happening. And it's a it's a slow process in some cases, but that's a good sign. I think there's the intent for people to get out. Um, I'm seeing that with my customers. I'm hearing that from many of our associates who are saying the same thing. I think it's just a timing thing of when is that going to be safe? When are people going to feel comfortable with that? Uh, And, you know, that that will come for sure.
0: Okay, well, thank you. And now uh, we have a question coming up here. Who do you look up to for inspiration? Uh, What inspires you? Who has inspired you during this uh, Challenge in time, uh, uh, Paul. Sure, uh, I would say
1: that I look to my leadership, and, and we've got strong leadership here in Florida with Risco, But also hotel leadership. I, I look, I read uh, industry publications, uh, hotel magazine, and so on, and I really see uh, the the hotel leaders stepping up uh, big time, taking uh, ownership of of this situation we're in uh, with the pandemic and 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 just you know I mean every hotel major brand is ahead of this, and uh, even all the independents are are following along so i look to look, I really find inspiration in in the in the hotel leadership uh basically saying okay we you present the world presented us a challenge we've met that challenge and we're ready for you, and the doors are open the red carpet is out so that that's where I look for leadership yeah. for inspiration
0: yeah now, if you'd have to look uh, uh uh, uh, besides uh, in hospitality, uh, perhaps not in your industry at all. Just someone that you have said that oh, that was very inspiring. Is there anyone you want to kind of that comes to your mind? Are you asking me or yeah, Paul? Um, I'm just sure. bugging you now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh,
1: I I have to say that I look to look uh, to my God for inspiration, and uh, that's what's uh, kept me going through. Uh, this tra- challenging time and um, and I've always looked to that but maybe more so now uh, than anything so yeah
0: th- thank you Paul thank you for that answer and then uh, Tonya who who do you look up yeah, for mean, in- to inspiration
2: like you mentioned I mean there's so many different avenues of inspiration nowadays right I mean it's 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 crazy how this has affected everything and and I looked up to you know, like Paul said, our industry, our associates, but honestly, I think it's the grassroots of everybody, to tell you the truth, to my neighbor who went around to each uh, neighbor to gather food for for a uh, food drive that was in our local city, to our school and, and what they're doing for our kids. Um, it's just, it's everywhere. Everywhere you look, um, there, that there's been so much uh, compassion. For what what is is happening uh, in uh, April, um, one of uh, my friends uh, developed a um, a uh, a movement for all of us to come and help out at a at a at a um church uh, to help deliver food, hand out food and and that's just one of thousands. I mean it's just every time we see it um my my kids have so many friends that have asked us to help out here. Or there, we've got several associates uh, supporting um, United Way, Ronald McDonald House, um, just so many. It, it almost brought people back. I think to 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 yeah. helping each other uh, through it. So I really, I really think um, it's all inspiring. I mean, I I, I, I I can't just name one. There's so many out there that it, it inspires me to help them to make sure that, that our world gets through this. It's, it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, so, Tonya, you mentioned about the generous, generous acts uh, that you have seen during the COVID. Uh, maybe Brian, can you share what you have seen in terms of generous acts uh, that you, know, you have observed? Um,
3: so, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible. I mean, to Tanya's point, I think it's grassroots. Uh, it is really local. It is, uh, we, it's, my wife has gotten super involved with this local charity here as, a, as an example uh, that provides uh, bags of very n- products that are necessary, first aid kit, band-aids, toothpaste, toothbrush. Uh, and the concept was developed by a nine-year-old boy who saw a homeless guy on the side of the road and felt like he needed to do something. So they came up with this concept and everybody has these bags in their car and they're giving them, as you see homeless people, it's a growing problem. It has become way worse during COVID for sure. We're all very blessed to, to have a home and have a roof over our head, but there are many that do not. Uh, and you know, I think some grassroots, small things like that, the difference that that makes is incredible. Uh, we were on a call, Tanya and I were on a call last week with several of our associates who are all equally involved in grassroots efforts in their own communities, helping people from uh, kids in need, hospital, homeless. It's really inspiring. And I think that if you put all of that together is just a huge uh, positive throughout this entire process is helping those that are less fortunate than, than us. And um, you know, that has never wavered, I think. and. I'm super proud of those that are within our organization that have done that, um, and there are many others out there, America You know, I'm sure within the hotel community as well as uh, ac- across the globe, there are, there are many others of those stories uh, that have resonated and and helped those in need for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, here up here in 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 Finland, uh, one of the stories has been because of uh, Lapland uh, is relying, of course, on on the. the the tourists coming up where the season actually has been starting. And uh, because of the success of uh, 2019, many of these husky safari operators, uh, they, there were some new businesses coming on board. And then for uh, when the, with, the, with the COVID, then of course, they had already committed to, to buy p- puppies. And, and uh, now, of course, they couldn't forecast any income since there were tourists because of the travel restrictions they had some very difficult uh, decisions to be made uh, and also didn't have enough uh, funds to to feed the uh, the puppies so there was a dog food manufacturer in fact to donate a substantial amount of dog food uh, just as a helping hand uh, to to support them and also more importantly the some of the tour operators who may have a difficulty to continue uh, there are people who are just uh, uh, reaching out and say well uh, we like to adopt one of those uh, husky puppies uh, and uh, to help out in certain ways so nothing else will happen to those uh, uh, beautiful uh, animals. So, you know, these are small things that goes around around the world. And if you have any any of your viewers, if you have any comments and you want to share, please share those, uh, the comment that you have seen what's happening in your part of the world, uh, even though we will uh, uh, end this live session in a moment. But I think for for replay viewers, I think it's good to share certain things that you have observed during the, this time because it's, it's, it will be serve as an inspiration for everyone. Well, I, I want to. Uh, I was just looking for now comments, and we. I think people have been very impressed with uh, your your what you have presented to us. So I think we are uh, we have had a very very nice show, and i really appreciate uh, Tonya, uh, Paul, and Brian for for joining us from Orlando, Florida, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so for all the viewers now, if you are interested in uh, and you're in the planning of the setup of uh, any, any meetings for the future and so on, the Helms-Brisco people are, they have uh, associates around the world. And I think uh, uh, if, they, if they, someone wants to contact you, where should they go? Is it going on your website or what is the best way to, uh, to reach out with Helms-Brisco? Paul? Yeah, sure. Uh, the best
1: way to reach us is on, on helmsfrisco.com, and there's an associate locator. Uh, you can uh, uh, locate us by last name, so um, our names are on the screen, and uh, you can certainly just uh, pop that name in, and up I come with my phone numbers and, um, and email address, and uh, that's probably the easiest, fastest way to, to find us, is just to go on look, and use the associate locator.
0: Terrific. Well, again... Tonya, Paul, Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. And this was Hospitality Insights. And just look out for our next episode. And we will continue our global tour to meet industry professionals sharing their views and experiences from uh, the pandemic, but more importantly, how they see the future. So thank you very much. Thanks for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, bhbhospitality.com. Or you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.